This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Have you ever been playing a jazz standard? Maybe it's at a jam session, maybe it's at a gig, or hey, maybe it's even by yourself in the practice room, and you realize as you're playing this, maybe you're taking a solo or just accompanying somebody else, that you accidentally started playing the chord changes to another jazz standard that's similar, and therefore you got lost, and now you don't know where you are, and you're confused about the form. Well, I certainly have been in that situation before, and this comes from a listener question who wants to know how to memorize chord changes, the harmony, and not get confused, and how to actually do that efficiently and properly. So that's what today's episode's all about. Let's cue the music. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, everybody. Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, all the regular listeners. Welcome, first-time listeners. You're in the right place if you are anywhere in your musical journey and wanting to improve your jazz skills, learn more about jazz music, become a better jazz improviser. This is the podcast where I do that stuff. We have guests on, we have special tips, we have advice, general stuff that is just really going to help you improve your playing. And on today's show, I have a listener question, actually, as I mentioned in the intro to the show. Uh, And this is a great question, such a great question that I wanted to make sure to feature it on the podcast, Uh, one that I think a lot of people can resonate, including myself. So let's listen to this question. Hey, Brent, this is Sam from San Francisco. Great show, learning a lot, and have been doing a lot more practicing since I began listening. Something I've been struggling with is how to memorize changes. Someone in my band will call a tune, and I start getting bridges mixed up. What are the best ways to memorize harmony? And when you're learning a tune, do you memorize every 251, or do you just look at key centers? Thanks. Well, Sam, great question. Thanks so much for asking this. This is one that I think that a lot of people can resonate with. Just that feeling of, you know, getting confused, you know, because you accidentally start playing the wrong standard, you know, you like you were saying, the bridge, you might confuse the bridge with another bridge. Uh, there's a lot of songs, especially in uh, jazz standard repertoire that can kind of run together a little bit if you're really not making them clear. And you're right, part of making sure that's successful is just really understanding how to learn the chord changes in the first place, the best way to learn harmony, and other things I'm going to talk about in this episode. So really, I see two questions uh, here that Sam has asked today that we're going to be talking about in this episode. And the first one is, how do you actually memorize chord changes? What's the best way to learn the harmony of a jazz standard really well so that you know it really well? 
uh, and some tips for not getting confused. Now, the second question is, um, do you learn every 251 chord progression or do you just look at key centers? So we're going to talk about how we think about jazz harmony when we are trying to learn songs as well. Some more of the overarching bird's eye view of that uh, that can help us set us set us up for success. All right. So we're going to do that in one second. Uh, hey, make sure you're subscribed to the show if you're not already. Uh, really want to make sure that you're locked in. We have a lot of great podcast episodes coming up. So make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't done that. Let's do this show. So let's start with question number one. Question number one is how to memorize the chord changes, how to memorize the harmony of a tune effectively. So uh, if any of you are familiar, maybe you're in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course, or if you have gone through my Jazz Standards playbook, you may be familiar with what I call the LIST method for learning jazz standards. And that's an acronym. It's L-I-S-T. I talk about that in episode 88. However, if, you've, if you're not familiar with that, or even if you are, but just want a really tangible resource to hold on to, uh, go to learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. And that's just my free guide that goes through the list process. It's a nice little PDF. looks nice. Um, it's just a good handout to have, I think, um, just to you know have that locked down, just to be able to go through that process every time you learn a jazz standard. And the reason I preach the list method is uh, because it's really a about learning standards by ear. And so obviously when we're learning the melody that this is important, uh, this is a, a good thing to do. But I also suggest doing this with learning harmony because if you're learning chord changes by ear as well and using the list method, uh, this can really help you ingrain. And I think ingrain is the key word here. Really ingrain that harmony into your brain, okay? And the more that we do that, the easier it's going to be to recall that standard. You won't have to review it before a jam session or a gig. It's just one of those things that's going to come very naturally. We're going to talk about the melody in a second. That's going to be important. So a little, little, little spoiler alert here. The melody is going to be important for us not getting confused in the middle of playing a song. However, it's important to start first with how to actually learn this stuff by ear. So just quickly, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just... Before you can get the Learn Jazz Standard Smart Way Guide, I'm going to also just go through the list method really fast just for a little review. The list method stands for L, so that's listen. you got to start by listening to that standard. Don't just go straight to learning on your instrument. Don't even touch your instrument. You start by listening to that standard over and over again. I suggest listening to many different recordings and find as many different versions of it as possible. I stands for uh, internalize. So uh, this is where I really suggest, you know, maybe honing into just one recording and it's sort of an extension of listening. You are still listening, but it's what I call intentional listening, really sitting down and only doing that, just listening, trying to be critical about what you're listening to. What is the band doing? Start trying to think about what are the chord changes? What's actually happening? Use whatever ear training skills you do have to start internalizing that song so that it's just second nature. You could sing the melody no matter what. You don't need to even touch your instrument yet. You could play that that you can play that melody in your head. You can hear those chord changes and the way they sound, the way they're moving. Okay, so that's internalize. S stands for singing. S stands for singing. So this one is obviously really applicable to the melody, learning the melody. So you've already internalized it. Now you're going to actually sing. And singing, what singing does is it helps you. Uh, no, I guess va validate that you have 
internalize that melody or that chord progression, right? It validates that you can actually hear that stuff happening. So you sing. So you make sure that you can sing the melody. Now with the chord changes, this is the this is where we're going to hone in on this part. The chord changes you can also sing. A lot of people think, well, I I can't really sing chord changes, right? You can also do that on the most basic level. So where I usually start with is with singing the bass notes to a piece of harmony. Um, I want to suggest to you guys uh, a great video. It's a twenty minute video that I put out on YouTube, um, and I usually do short videos. I almost thought about, man, I shouldn't. I should just include this in one of my courses. I shouldn't just be giving this away on YouTube. Um, but I, I, you know, in the spirit of giving, I want to make sure that everybody has this resource. So um, this was a YouTube video I did about how to learn chord changes by ear, which isn't exactly Sam's question here. Um, but I do think that this is important, again, to being able to memorize chord changes is learning it by ear rather than by sheet music. So how do you actually do that? I actually demonstrate in the video how to do that without even touching my instrument, actually. I do. I learn chord changes without even doing that. So I do an example on YouTube, and the video is called How to Hear Chord Progressions or How to Learn Chord Progressions by Ear. But I'm just going to make that a quick link. Go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash chord progressions, and you can check that out. So I don't want this podcast to stand alone. That's another resource I want you to check out as well. And I'm speaking to you, Sam, and I'm also speaking to anybody listening to. That's part of the equation for me with memorizing chord changes and not getting confused is just learning them the right way. So try to start working, learning them by ear. That seems like an impossible task for a lot of people. And I understand that, but you have to start somewhere. And in that video, I really go over how to do that. But back to the singing part of the list method, you can start singing the bass notes. And if you can understand intervals, that's where ear training comes in. If you can hear intervals moving, you might be able to hear a 2-5-1 chord progression. Or, uh, right? Bass note, fourth, fourth. If I'm listening to that bass player in the recording, I can start hearing, oh, that's a cycle of force. Okay, two, five, one. You just got to fill in the blanks with everything else, right? Um, Or... Okay, we started with this chord here. Then went to a fourth away. Half step down. Right, that next note, fourth, half step down, fourth, 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 right? So it's just a cycle of force here, except for this chord right here moves down half step. So if I knew this is a one chord, I realize that this is a four chord, goes a half step down, well, I can start thinking to myself, well, how would that work? Harmonically speaking, intervolically speaking. Well, now we got a three, six, two, five, one. Now I know that that might have gone way over your heads for some of you, for some of you not. Don't worry about it. That was like, again, that video, the chord progressions video I was just talking about really explains that better. But that's what I mean by singing when it comes to learning chord progressions by ear. Okay. So here's where the here's where the not getting confused part comes in. And this is really important. And so Sam, listen in right here. This is really important. 
I've certainly gotten lost because certain standards might be similar. I think uh, one of the best examples would be, or at least an example would be the jazz standards. It could happen to you and there will never be another you. Not only do the titles sound a little similar, but the harmony is pretty similar. So it could happen to you. Right? And then you have, there will never be another you. Right? So, there will never be another you. Those chord changes have a lot of similarities. There's a lot of movement to the relative minor. It's all an E flat major, concert E flat major. It's all cycling in fourths. So, it's easy to get those two confused. So this is why keeping the melody in mind while you're playing these songs is so important because the melody is the defining part of these songs and will help be your guide through them. So um, maybe I'm accompanying uh, a soloist um, over one of the songs. And so even though I'm listening to him or her while they're playing so I can react to them, in the back of my head, I'm also thinking this. So excuse my singing, everybody. Da, 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 da. Right? I'm thinking about these things while I'm playing this song so that it's keeping me straight, right? That way I'm not going to, uh, there will never be another you. And by the way, another great way to try not get lost during a drum solo, at least in my experience, the best way to do that, think about the melody of the song while the drummer is playing the solo, right? So really keeping that melody top of mind is important. And I also talk about, I've talked about this in other podcasts, I've talked about this in my courses, is that keeping the melody top of mind even while you're soloing is a great idea. Like I always use the example of a blues. What makes one blues different from the other? Well, they're mostly the same. I mean, the chord changes are mostly the same. What makes them different is the melody. So wouldn't it be helpful if you're playing um, a, a blues, if you're playing uh, uh, this song? Right, uh, tenor madness, tenor madness, right? So wouldn't it be like smart of me to incorporate that a little bit in my solos? You know, something like that, right? So involving that that melody into your solo, thinking about it while you're actually playing your solo is also going to help you not get confused with what song you're actually playing. And you're going to be doing justice to the song, in my opinion, by referencing that melody a little bit. Okay, let's move on to the second question here. Do you learn every 2-5-1 or do you just look at the key centers? Okay, great question. Um, the, the short, quick answer is no, I don't learn every two, five, one in the sense of if I'm playing, uh, if I'm learning a song, I don't go, Oh, first chord F minor seven, second chord B flat seven, 
third chord, E flat major seven. Okay, minor and dominant seven and major seven. Oh, that's a two, five, one. So the two, five, one is F minor seven, B flat seven, E flat major seven. So I don't do that. And so I think Yes, I do think about key centers personally more, right? I'm really thinking, okay, two, five, one, and E flat major. I'm not really even thinking about what those chords are because for me, a two, five, one is like uh, eating my cereal in the morning. That's a terrible example. I can't think of something right now, but it's it's something like tying my shoes. That's that's a good one. Tying my shoes. I don't really think about how to tie my shoes anymore. Like I take the circle around here and then I pull it through that loop and then I pull it. You know, I don't think about that anymore. It's just a two, five, one and E flat major is, you know, F minor seven, B flat seven, E flat major seven, but I'm not even thinking about that. So I might think, okay, two, five, one of the tonic or the parent key center. In this case, let's say it's E flat major seven. And then I'm thinking two, five of four. Okay, what's the four? That would be A flat major seven. So now it's B flat minor seven, E flat seven, whoops, <laughs> A flat major seven, right? So that's the four chord. Um, but I'm not thinking about the B flat minor seven and the E flat seven. I'm just going, okay, two, five, one in A flat of the four chord, A flat major. So I just understand that theory. And that's why understanding harmony and a little bit of theory is important for that reason. Um, so a great example would be tune-up, the, the standard tune-up. So tune up, that's a lot of different key centers cycling right there. We have a two, five, one in D major. So first of all, I'm just thinking, okay, D major key center, two, five, one. And then we have a two, five, one in C major seven. I'm just thinking C major seven. And I'm really thinking, oh, whole step down from that. So C, uh, or sorry, D major, whole step down is C major. And then a two, five, one to B flat major. So another key center, a whole step down from that, right? Um, and then we get to this trickier section of the song uh, where we have to start using some other analysis other than just key centers. Well, we can still use key centers, but then we go to this area. We have the B flat major seven, and then we go to E minor seven. Okay, we think that it's going to go to this A seven, like a two five to D major, but it doesn't. It goes E minor seven, F seven, so a chromatic half step up to B flat major seven. So it's almost like we're, 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 uh, it's, well, I guess what do they call that? It's uh, a deceptive cadence of sorts where you think that you're going to go two, five to D major, but you're actually interrupting that cadence by going to another cadence. It's that F seven to the B flat major seven. So you can think of F seven as the five of B flat major, or you could think of this B flat major as you know, boring from the parallel minor. We, we can get all complex about it. It's not really worth our time to do that. But I'm thinking of it in a different way all of a sudden. So having that anal analysis kind of a brain, understanding theory a bit, is is also a way that I do think about, about tunes. So E minor 7, F7, B flat major 7, A7. By the way, John Coltrane's countdown, that's his application of Coltrane changes to tune up, but that movement right there, 
That's uh, that's the start to Coltrane cycling in thirds right there. So that's where he kind of uh, maybe got some inspiration to do it on this song. Um, okay, so analysis. Analysis is important. Analysis to look at the key centers where we're moving. But am I thinking about every single chord? Certainly not, and I would not suggest that. That's too much thinking. And when we play a standard, when we improvise, we don't want to be thinking that much at all. Okay, We just don't want to be thinking that much. So let's summarize this episode here, what we talked about. There's a lot of stuff here, so I want you to pay attention here. So how to memorize changes. I suggest the list method. Again, if you want that handout, that's learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. You can sign up for that, and I'll send it to you via email, okay? Or also, I talk about that in episode 88. Um, Also, I talked about hearing chord progressions by ear, learning them by ear versus sheet music, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash chord progressions. That's that 20-minute video I did to help you start working on that. So the way we learn chord progressions, in my opinion, the harmony is important to helping us know it well. Then I talk about thinking the melody, thinking about the melody while you... uh, accompany someone if you're a comping instrument or if you're taking a solo and including that melody in your solo. So the second thing we talked about was, did you learn every 2-5-1 or just look at key centers? I don't think about every single chord in the 2-5-1 if that is what the question was. I do think more about key centers, but I also look at things analytically sometimes, right? When we get to that portion of tune-up, you know, we can think about key centers, but there's some other ways we can think about that too. Uh, You know, we can start thinking about, again, parallel minor stuff. There's a lot of things that we can use in our music theory tool belt to help us conceptualize these things. And that helps us realize when we get to that portion of the tune, you know, it helps us solidify that stuff. If that stuff's already in the back of our head, we're not going to have to think about it. We're just going to kind of go, oh, our brain knows that this is a different section and this is how we deal with it, right? So all this is important. All this is helpful. I think in general, the biggest takeaway, the biggest tip is to think about the melody while you are playing that song and you're going to be far less likely to get lost and start confusing it with another one. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's all for today's show. Hope that some of this was helpful. And again, thanks to Sam from San Francisco for asking that question. I think that was a question that any everybody can really relate to, including myself. So thanks for asking that. That helps me you know, know what kind of content that would be helpful for you guys. Those questions that maybe I don't think about that, you know, uh, just having those questions asked can help me realize what's burning on your mind. So thanks for doing that, Sam. Really appreciate it. Hey, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. And if you've been enjoying this show, make sure that you leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Let other people know why you like listening to this show. Uh, It's just a free, easy way to give back. Let other people know that this is a show worth listening to. So I really do appreciate that. Thanks for your time in doing that. Going to have, as always, another great podcast episode up for you next week. Like I said, I gave you some other listening and watching materials in case you know, you're know you itching for uh, some stuff to check out before next week. But I'll see you right back then on the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter.
Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.